This is 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect at CarrieCharles.com. And now, here's Carrie Charles. The reality of a 5G world begins with a man or woman brave enough to scale a 500 foot tower in the freezing cold of winter or the burning heat of summer so that you and I can connect in ways we've never imagined before. I'm Carrie Charles, and today on 5G Talent Talk, we're going to take a peek behind the curtain and look into the mind of a tower climber, the backbone of the 5G network, because to recruit and retain this talent, you must first understand their needs. Today, I have with me Kathy Gill. She's the owner of Tower Safety and Instruction in Phoenix, Arizona. Kathy's programs provide training that empowers tower climbers and keeps them safe. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. Thank you, Carrie. It's a pleasure being here. So, Kathy, tell me more about the work that you do with Tower Safety and Instruction. Well, we um, we help train the men to be safe, uh, to climb those 200, 300, 500 foot towers, and then we've had a few, even the broadcast guys that will come through that are climbing, you know, a thousand feet. Um, so, our job is to create that mental, that mental stability, that mental state of mind of staying protected while you're there, and. Uh, while you're up in that air, and and keeping the rest of the crew safe as well. Great. So do you work with companies, or do the individuals come to you, or both? Well, um, no. Right now, the companies are coming to me. I used to own a state school, a school in the state of Arizona, but now it's, um, it's all run from business to business. So many of the companies will send their men to me, or I will travel to, to their location, or my trainers will. It depends on it depends on the size and how many people. But our facility in Arizona is like an acre, silver an acre. It has a um, sixty foot monopole. I'm sorry, a seventy foot monopole, a sixty foot self supporter, a twenty foot by by thirty foot um, confined space unit, all kinds of rope access for Sprat. It's a uh, it's a construction playground for the guys. Mm, very nice, very nice. To keep learning fun. Yep. <laughs> and safe. Yes. So, um, Kathy, you interviewed and spoke to tower climbers in preparation for this podcast. So I am just dying to know what you learned. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had, between the time that you and I met and the time we spoke, I had about 30 students come through. And each of the students, it was interesting what I was finding out about them. Because I was saying, what makes you guys jump from the next company to the next? I mean, what keeps you to one company then? And the biggest thing was actually management. And I know we've heard it over and over again that it starts at the top. But when you talk to these guys, it it really is management. Um, A lot of them have come from family-owned. And if they feel like they're a part of the family, if they feel like they're being taken care of, they're usually going to stay a little longer. Now, if... They're, you know, the paychecks are late or they're getting, working too many long hours. They're not getting what they feel like they should be receiving. Um, and it's really almost boils down to respect. Then that's when they start jumping, start jumping to the next company. Okay, that's fascinating. So um, what else is important to them? Or, or how would, how would a, a manager know or know how to show these people that they care? Um. 
couple of them would take care of them financially as well as like they'll give them like little bonuses along the way um or if they had a family need or an issue they would help out with them they but at the end of it they felt like they were had this brotherhood and that's really what kept them together they felt like the company had their back and they they had and they had their obviously their crew because the last group was interesting. They had been with the same company, and it's, it was with them for a long time, like 10 years. That's a long time for a crew to stay with, with the same time. company. Mm. And then that's what I said. I said, what, why would you leave? Why, what would make you guys leave after 10 years? And they said, well, maybe not enough hours. And, and, and if there wasn't enough hours, it's probably going to be industry-wide. Um, and then they also said, Sometimes not everybody wants to work, right? You've got two crew got two members on a crew and the other two don't want to work. And you can you can say that in every situation too, where the two are doing too much and not and the other two are not, that creates that animosity between which which then is like that whole leading into the climber's advantage, right? So that climber's advantage is, is what state of mind are they showing up to work? Are we saying no, we can't do this, I don't want to do this, I hate my job, or are we saying, okay, let's just get this done, we work together as a team. So, um, and another, I'm sorry. No, please, go ahead. And another reason was like management pushing. And this is something there, the management needs to push the gut. Management gets pushed, and I don't mean to throw carriers under the bus, but it seems like it's starting at the top from the industry where they're pushing the company, the owner, or the management, and then the management just pushes the guys. Does that make sense where yes. the carriers are saying, hey, we need to hurry up and get all this equipment installed. You know, you guys need to work your 17 hours straight. Or one crew has been on the tower for almost three days. Change is here, change is there. And, yeah, and, and then the management fills it, and now they push it down to the guys. And the guys are the last end of that rope. Got it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So in, in your view... How could management, st- I mean, obviously they're still going to have this pressure because it, we, we can't, we can't change that, but no. what could they do differently with this pressure to, to still let the climbers know they care about me and, you know, get them in this, in the space where they are still motivated and in the game to, to do this in a safe manner? I think this is when we stop making excuses, right? Just like you said, the carriers aren't going to change. This is not, it's not going to happen. Um, and so when we need to stop making excuses and we need to stop blaming and that goes from the management too, like, Oh, these guys, you know, they call names, whatever. I can't get any work done. I don't know. Maybe it's time you look within, within yourself and say, okay, what role am I playing? Am I being negative? Cause if that's negative, it's only going to keep flowing downhill from there. You know, I've also heard that, you know, tower climbers are going to change jobs for, you know, an extra 50 cents an hour. Um, is this really what matters to them? Funny, I asked them that too, and that was those guys that were the, the same company for 10 years. I'm like, I'm going to give you a 50 cent raise. Would you come to work with me? And he, and they're like, no. I said, okay, I'm going to give you a dollar raise. And they said, no. I'm like, well, why would you not want to come? And I'm pretending like I had a company. I'm like, why would you not want to come work with me? And he goes, there's no reason to because the management takes care of us. Mm-hmm. And and I know we always say it's management, management, but a lot of times it is. And maybe we're looking at the wrong personality. Maybe we need to start looking more at the management side and saying, how can we fix them? Mm-hmm. How can we work with the management and their state of mind and getting the guys ready to go? Mm-hmm. It's a very good point, Kathy. So, so let's say I'm a manager 
and I want to do this. I'm listening to this podcast and I want to take care of, of my tower climbers. What can I do? What can I do differently? What can I do to let them know that I am taking care of them? I think it's, it's almost like a two-part, right? The communication. Uh, a lot of companies lack communication. And then also the fact that um, sometimes just being out there in the field maybe once a month and helping out the guys and showing them that you are a part of that team and you're not just sitting behind that desk pushing, you know, pushing the um, pushing the pencils and stuff. And it's it's making them but it's making yourself accountable for having them do all the work because it's really easy when you're behind a desk and you're telling these guys, hey, you know, we need to get this job done. I know you've been up there for, you know, 18 hours up on that tower, but we have to get this done. And you're, you're behind the desk. It's, it's, that's night and day. And now with this weather becoming really, you know, all the weather changes and the snow across this country lately, these men and women are still out there climbing and putting um, the antennas up and built and constructing and constructing the towers. It's, it's got to be almost like a motivational. It's, it's, and I, I feel like it's a cliche moment, but we got to stop blaming. We got to stop blaming. We got to be more accountable and more responsible for our actions. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. So you talk to these to these people every single day. You spend a lot of time with them. Um, what do you think? What's really going on in the crews out there in the field? Meaning towards like the attitude. Yeah, or? just the attitude, the mindset. Of, of the of the people inside the crews and, and the way that they're, you know, the social aspect of a crew and how it affects each member. And I think that's what makes them jump around because I've got to think about the personalities and how that whole brotherhood comes together. Well, once you find that, that three or four group of guys, that you, you can't break them up. They're going to go wherever. But I think it's the attitude is... It's, 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 they're frustrated out there a lot. They're very, it's a, because there's so much responsibility that they have to take on that they're, and in all kinds of inclement weather, that I think they're getting frustrated out there. And and that's where that attitude of, it's not going to change. This is that mindset of, we have to become prepared and ready to go and get rid of that, that negative self-talk that we all do. So what common mistakes do you see or are these, you know, these men and women telling you that leaders are making or management is making, uh, you know, with their crews? With their crews, lack of communication, the lack of support when they need something, um, and just maybe the basic understanding of how maybe sometimes they're, they're on that tower for those many hours and it's, it's draining. And understanding that I get it, they're being pushed by the carriers, so the management is then pushing them. But sometimes it's it's it'll wear them out. And being on the road, being on the being on the road, it takes a toll. I mean, I'm on the road probably three weeks out of every month, and I'm not I'm climbing the smaller towers, but it just wears you out. Right? You get the food. You're you're not always eating the best. You're staying in some of the the worst hotels they'll put them into because it's, it's cheaper and we got to save money and then the access to, you know, things that can get you in trouble. You know, there's so many pieces to this problem. And one is that we have a massive talent shortage right now of climbers in this country. And, you know, I'm sure that that's contributing 
to this and the pressure, the long hours, the intensity of what they're feeling. Um, what are some other, you know, some other things that you hear from them when you're training them just around their mindset or what do you, how do you help that climber to, you know, to, to adjust their mindset and, and, you know, look at things a certain way that's going to help them when they're out there on that tower and with that crew? Basically to stop blaming, right? Stop blaming, stop making excuses. You do have a choice if you're not interested in tower climbing, because that is your job when you guys show up every day is to climb that there are other avenues to go into, but you guys need to stop this and stop all this negative thoughts going through your head because it spreads like um, like a cancer within the group. You know, stop acting confused, not caring. You know, why is this happening to me? That has an impact on the entire team. And they need to be accountable for their own actions on that part. Uh, you know, and that another thing that you would think uh, that I was meant to say too was the traveling. A lot of times, these guys are picking companies when they can come home at least on the weekends, or at least come home every two weeks. I've noticed now a lot of these guys are like, "I'm done being on this road. If I can find a company that's at least in around my state or at least next to my family, um, I'll choose that, and I'll I'll stay the longer hours, or I'll 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 stay for less pay." That's, That's actually the number one thing I'm hearing now is travel. Mm. They're done traveling. Very powerful. That's a key point that uh, leaders need to know when they're attracting and retaining the you know this these uh, tower climbers. You know, it sounds like there's a common theme with you know the mindset and the negativity, and obviously that you know a negative you know this negative mindset or, or this this conversation will breed and spread like a cancer. Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts on how managers can, you know, anything that they can do to to prevent this from happening or once they see it and they know that it's happening, is there anything that they can do to prevent it or shift it? Um, I think that actually takes almost time and almost, and almost another type of training because our minds mentally want to be negative and we want to self-reflect on, on the, the situations that aren't available to us. And you're right, the managers need to make it appear or make it seem more like, are you guys working according to your mood today or you're, are we going to plan and do the job requirements, right? It's like, stop all the moods. We've got a job to do today. Are you here to perform and be successful? Or are you just doing this because you just, you know, you just need that paycheck? There's different ways I think managers can approach this. And, but it comes from like almost a, a mentoring program or some type of um, training to help them. And, and we focus so much on the climbers that we don't necessarily focus on the managers, that they mm. need the training as well. Mm. That is a that. different type of training, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I guess from your standpoint, where you're looking at it from, from how to you know the availability to hire these people, it's I, I go back to that traveling. I mean, if you're in Idaho, you last thing you want to do is hire somebody from Texas because mm-hmm. they're not going they're going to be wanting to go back home. And that's what brings us to, again, the talent shortage and, you know, the <laughs> fact that we, we simply just don't have enough 
tower climbers in each market. And, um, you know, it is an issue and it's not going to be solved today and, you know, in 20 minutes on this podcast. But what, what I think is important for the listeners and the leaders to, you know, to really be able to see is a different perspective. And even if they can do one thing, just one thing a little differently or make a tweak that could really help them to retain and attract more climbers, then it would help them. So in your view, what can companies do? You know, some maybe a, a few things that you would suggest that they do to be able to attract, recruit, and retain more climbers. That's a great question. Because at the end of the day, the climbers want to make want to feel that they're respected. They want that com- communication, and they also want to know that that well, besides that, the paycheck will be there. <laughs> but they also want to know. But they also want to know that whole family family feeling that they are a part of something. They're just not there to like to go to, to be told what to do. They're actually there to help make this company successful because they want to grow with it. You know, that's so true on every level of a company. And, you know, everyone who's part of a company, we want to have that family feeling. And I think that that is it's just crucial advice for a company or a leader to, to say that no matter what that, no matter where they are, what level, what, what part they play in the company, even if they're a contractor and they're not a full-time employee, how do you give them that family feeling and how do you help them to feel respected with communication and, and let them really know that they're a part of something that's making a difference? So I think that's, uh, that's phenomenal advice. Um, Kathy, if you could just, just sum this all up in, in one, one thing that these men and women would want and, and what is inside their head, if it's just one thing <laughs> to, 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 to just say, this is what I want oh with, with this job. This is really what I want. Uh, if you could just say just one thing, it doesn't have to be the thing, but just, um, you know, to, uh, in, in summary. <laughs> wow. I don't know if there's that one thing, except that every time I asked everybody, it was just the family feeling and the brotherhood that they get. Mm. The brotherhood they have. Mm-hmm. And that's what's keeping them all together with the, with the company. Love it. And I think that's very important information for companies and leaders. I think it's crucial. So, Kathy, um, tell us where can you be reached? And, and, you know, if anyone wants to get more information on your programs, where can they find you? Uh, They can find me on the website, towersafety.com, or you can email at info at towersafety.com. Been in the industry for, oh, my gosh, I feel like 100 years now. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been a long time. Started when I left college, so I, I you know, when I was, she's eighteen. So I've been in this thing wow. forever. Yes, Look and I know, and I don't mean, and it's not like about the history of me, but I'm like, I understand what it's like being on the road all these years. It does take a toll on these guys, and that's the that's what bands them together. Though when they're out on that road, and keeps them as one, and that's that whole family where they'll they'll find a way to cook and clean and do things together and it's in the and the management sometimes doesn't understand that you know kathy you've really been able to give us uh, an amazing perspective kind of boots on the ground and you know really understanding 
how tower climbers think. Um, it's just been been fantastic information. I thank you so so much for joining us today on Five G Talent Talk. I really appreciate Gary. Thank you very much. I think you're doing an amazing thing, um, getting some voices out there and understanding. And and if you'd like, we can definitely add a uh, tower climber on and, and let them hear you from their perspective as well. That is definitely on the list. Thank you so <laughs> much for offering, Kathy. Thank you, Gary. And thank Later. you for being with us on this engaging episode of 5G Talent Talk, sponsored by RCR Wireless News. Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. I want to hear from you. Please connect with me at kerrycharles.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Meet you on the next episode. You've been listening to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect with Carrie at kerrycharles.com.